0: This is
1: Affliction Fiction, a podcast regarding writers and artists who quite literally make their characters sick. I'm James Ewer.
0: And I'm Jennifer Horlick. On this show, we analyze illnesses that exist in fictional works such as TV, books, and film, and how they
1: relate to the real world. And this week, we'll be taking a look at Jungle Worms from the hit Nickelodeon sitcom iCarly
0: iCarly was a show that revolved around a group of teenage friends who developed their own popular live comedic web show. The show ran for seven seasons on Nickelodeon and reached such immense popularity that it featured a number of notable guest appearances throughout its run, including Jane Lynch and Michelle Obama. But the episode, which featured Jungle Worms, had a very special set of guest stars. Five boys who were members of what, at the time, was the most successful boy band in the world.
1: (gasps) The Wanted?
0: No. One Direction.
1: Oh. Okay, but do you remember The Wanted? No. Me neither.
0: In this special episode, Carly comes home from vacation after coming down with a case of jungle worms, the symptoms of which appear to be gruesome.
1: Man! She looks sicky sick. Yeah, she's got jungle worms. Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Oh my god! 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 What are jungle worms? They're like these scuzzy little parasites that set up camp in your guts. How do you know about jungle worms? My mom got them from using some foreign guy's toothbrush. So what are the symptoms? Uh, dry mouth. I'm so thirsty.
1: Chills. Can
0: someone cover me with a blanket?
1: Moaning, oh. groaning, oh. and a lot of, you know, uh, Vomiting. Things appear to look up after the iCarly crew managed to book One Direction to appear and perform on their show. Somehow. Presumably because we all know that One Direction have always struggled to appeal to a preteen online audience. Yep. (laughs) Unfortunately, band member Harry Styles takes a sip out of Carly's water bottle. And although Carly herself had gotten better, she still remained contagious and gave Britain's most beloved hunk of man a disease.
0: Here, have some more of this water. Whoa, what? 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 (laughs) Harry, you drink from my water bottle? Yeah. Oh my god. I gave Harry Styles jungle worms! No! Did you just call Harry Styles Britain's most beloved hunk of man? Yes. Are you a Harry
1: Styles fan? Well, no, personally, the member of One Direction that I always liked the best was, um, uh, Joey Fatone.
0: Anyway... Sam describes jungle worms as scuzzy little parasites that set up camp in your guts. So when we say a disease is caused by a parasite, what exactly do we mean?
1: In the most general sense, if a disease isn't caused by a genetic mutation or by poor lifestyle choices, it's caused by a pathogen, which is a term that refers to any type of infectious agent that is able to produce disease. We can subdivide these pathogens into four main categories, bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites.
0: The CDC defines a parasite as an organism that lives on or in a host organism and gets its food from or at the expense of its hosts. There are three different types of parasites that affect humans, protozoa, ectoparasites, and helminths.
1: Protozoa are only single-celled organisms, but because they're able to easily multiply, they're capable of causing some serious conditions. Protozoa are transmitted from one person to another through a fecal-oral route. For now, just know that it means that jungle worms probably aren't protozoa. Incidentally, protozoa is also the stage name of a pop star in the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century.
0: A movie that I have never seen.
1: You need to get on that.
0: Nova girl. My my supernova girl. Ectoparasites are probably the most easily recognized type of parasite. Fleas, ticks, mites, and lice are all ectoparasites. These are organisms which latch onto the skin and remain there for an extended period of time. Again, seeing that jungle worms were transmitted from Carly to Harry by water and its symptoms are largely internal, it's most likely the case that jungle worms aren't ectoparasites either.
1: The final type of parasite is helminths. In contrast with the single-celled protozoa, helminths are multicellular organisms that are typically large enough to be seen by the naked eye. They also differ from protozoa in that they are not able to multiply. But perhaps the most characteristic feature of helminths is that they all just so happen to be... Worms. Therefore, just by looking at the name, we can conclude that the jungle worms which infected Carly and Harry would have been classified as helminths.
0: According to the Center for Infectious Disease Research, parasites differ from viruses because, unlike parasites, viruses are not living beings. They're actually just a bit of genetic material made up of DNA or RNA and wrapped in a coat of protein called a capsid. Parasites are a little bit more similar to bacteria in that they are both living and often single-celled organisms. But the key difference which distinguishes them is that while bacteria do not require a living host in order to thrive, parasites always must live at their host's expense.
1: Since Carly and Harry become infected by jungle worms, we can take a look at different types of parasitic worms that affect humans. According to Healthline, the two most common types of parasitic worms are flatworms and roundworms. As their names suggest, flatworms are thin and flat, while roundworms have cylindrical bodies that taper to a point at one end, and their body shapes are the main difference between them.
0: No body shaming, though. They're both beautiful in their own ways.
1: All right. You typed that into our script, and then you typed what appears to be a colon and a closing parenthesis. Can you explain what that means?
0: Yes. Um, that would be an emoticon. Mm. Uh, this one is commonly known as the smiley face.
1: Never seen a smiley face. Anyway. All parasitic worms can be classified into one of these two types, either flatworm or roundworm, and each type of worm causes different types of symptoms when they infect humans.
0: One type of flatworm that is generally well-known is the tapeworm. According to Mayo Clinic, a person becomes infected with tapeworms by ingesting food or water contaminated by tapeworm, eggs, or larvae. Ingesting either eggs or larvae leads to different types of infection. If a person ingests larvae, they grow into adult tapeworms and reside in the intestines, which is called an intestinal tapeworm infection. Most people with this type of tapeworm infection don't display any symptoms, but if there are symptoms, they can include nausea, weakness, loss of appetite, abdominal pain, diarrhea, dizziness, salt craving, for some reason, and weight loss.
1: On the other hand, ingesting tapeworm eggs leads to an invasive tapeworm infection in which the eggs migrate outside of the intestines and form larval cysts in body tissues and organs. These cysts cause organ and tissue damage, leading to headaches, cystic masses or lumps, allergic reactions to the larvae, and neurological signs and symptoms, including seizures. Fun fact, well, maybe not so fun, adult tapeworms can measure more than 80 feet long. And since people with intestinal tapeworm infection usually don't experience any symptoms, tapeworms can survive as long as 30 years in someone's body. And then Jennifer, in the script you wrote yay, and then another colon with a closing parenthesis. Yes. This does not seem like a moment at which you would use a smiley emoticon.
0: No. So in this instance, you can use a smiley emoticon sarcastically or just like smiling through the pain kind of thing.
1: Oh, I do that.
0: Another type of flatworm is called a fluke.
1: Wait, that's a flatworm? I thought it was the time I played basketball at the YMCA and (laughs) ever won a game.
0: (laughs) No, actually. (laughs) According to Encyclopedia Britannica, the three species of flukes that attack humans are the urinary blood fluke, the intestinal blood fluke, and the oriental blood fluke. Urinary blood flukes reside in the veins of the bladder. The eggs of urinary blood flukes break through the vein walls and into the bladder, and consequently leave the body along with urine. Intestinal blood flukes live in the veins around the large and small intestines. Likewise, oriental blood flukes live in the veins of the small intestine, but some of the eggs can be carried into the bloodstream to other organs and cause various symptoms. These types of flukes can even cause deadly infections in humans.
1: An example of a type of roundworm is the hookworm. People initially become infected with hookworm by making contact with soil infected with hookworm larvae. For this reason, if you're walking through some earthy terrain, it's a good idea to wear shoes. (laughs) That's what an actual article from the CDC told us.
0: It it did.
1: Incidentally, according to the CDC, the eggs of these parasitic worms can be transmitted from person to person through the feces of those infected. So people with hookworm infections shouldn't defecate outside <laughs> any <anywhere. laughs>
0: That was also awesome. it was no. like it was like it can be transmitted to people if they like defecate by a bush or like outside.
1: Jennifer and I write separate parts of the script, right? And I'll be uh, we don't really review each other's parts until we record. So, this is this is quite a segment that I am reading off about <laughs> defecating near soil. <laughs> Generally, though, if you even if you don't have a hookworm infection, I feel that maybe it's a good idea to not defecate anywhere near soil
0: or just like but, outside of a bathroom but i
1: applaud your effort in writing this section jennifer that's what
0: the cdc said it <laughs> said that people with hookworm shouldn't defecate near bushes well and then i feel list like that's of a other given things. yeah well
1: <laughs> these types of larvae penetrate the skin so the first symptom of being infected is a localized rash A person with a light infection may not experience any symptoms, but a heavy infection leads to abdominal pain, diarrhea, loss of appetite, weight loss, fatigue, and anemia.
0: Another type of roundworm is the pinworm, which, according to Mayo Clinic, causes the most common type of intestinal worm infection in the United States. Pinworm infection usually occurs among children because they're easily transmittable from person to person. Pinworms' microscopic eggs can be breathed in if airborne, though pinworms usually infect people when they touch pinworm eggs and then transfer the eggs to their mouths. The eggs also live on bedding and clothing. Once pinworms are in a person's body, they reside in the colon and rectum, which make up the large intestine. While the infected person sleeps, the female pinworms lay eggs in the skin surrounding the anus, so the most common symptoms of pinworm infection are restless sleep and anal itching.
1: This is quite a fan fiction you're describing. Gross. (laughs)
0: However, pinworms often don't cause any symptoms at all.
1: A final example of a type of roundworm is the trichinosis worm. According to the CDC, the same organization which brought you advice about defecating near bushes, trichinosis results from eating raw or undercooked meat of animals infected with the larvae of the trichinosis worm. Though signs and symptoms of this infection differ, they usually include nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, fatigue, fever, and abdominal discomfort at the beginning of infection. Later, symptoms such as headaches, fevers, chills, cough, swelling of the face and eyes, aching joints and muscle pains, itchy skin, diarrhea, and constipation may arise. And we listed diarrhea twice, so the bushes are in trouble.
0: Yep. All in all, jungle worms doesn't completely match up with any of the parasitic worm infections that we just discussed. Most of them either don't present any symptoms or cause ones that don't include all of the symptoms of jungle worms, though trichinosis can cause chills and nausea.
1: Since the plot of this iCarly episode revolves around Carly having transmitted a disease to another person, it's worth taking a look at the different means by which diseases can be transmitted. The Department of Microbiology at Mount Sinai Hospital lists six different methods of disease transmission, although it is noted that they are not mutually exclusive in the case of many diseases.
0: In the case of jungle worms, Carly did not infect anyone she was living with or regularly hang out with. Despite speaking to her friends and likely making contact with all the same surfaces, everyone except Harry Styles was spared of jungle worms. For this reason, we can conclude that jungle worms probably isn't transmitted by indirect contact, droplet contact, or airborne transmission. Harry was only given jungle worms because he took a sip out of Carly's water bottle, which almost certainly contained trace amounts of Carly's saliva in it. Because of this, we know that jungle worms were transmitted from Carly to Harry via direct contact.
1: So did Carly Shay get jungle worms? Yes. Did she pass her case of jungle worms along to a mega pop star? Yes. But she made direct contact with Harry Styles. So all things considered, she came out a winner. Just stop your crying, it's It's a sign sign of the times. times. And that's all we have to say for now. But what do you think?
0: Do you have a question or contribution to today's discussion?
1: Probably not. But if so, you can send us an email at afflictionfiction at wnyu.org. For now, I'm James Ewer.
0: And I'm Jennifer Horlick. Thanks for listening.
1: And get well soon. iCarly, Season 6, Episode 2, I Go One Direction, was written by Dan Schneider and George Doty IV and is property of Viacom.
0: Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century was written by Stu Krieger and is property of Disney ABC Domestic Television.
1: Lover's Carvings by Bibio was written by Stephen Wilkinson and is property of Warp Records.